I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, Denver Nuggets are NBA champions, which means the Lakers' uh, only you know blemish on their playoff record came against the eventual champs. So you know, I don't know how you feel about that either way or whatever. But I do want to take a look at now that the offseason is officially underway, what the Lakers have to do to better compete against the team that will enter next year as the reigning champs. Before we even get into Lakers versus Nuggets and all of that stuff in next season, I do want to spend a little bit of time here on uh, these Denver Nuggets because uh, I have such an immense amount of respect for the way that they won this championship, right? Um, At a few stops along the way, they could have zagged and they could have, you know, moved off of Jamal Murray. They could have moved off of uh they could have moved off of Michael Porter Jr. Um they, you know, swung big and and sent away popular guys like uh Gary Harris and Monty Morris and Monte Morris uh and uh Barton, Will Barton, you know, uh and and brought in guys who who helped win this championship, right? Aaron Gordon, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Um and you know, they they have a kind of team-wide culture that if you aren't bought into, you are shown the door. Uh, <laughs> Bones Highland, wonder what tonight was like for him sitting at home. So, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, without going down the, the whole pathway of doing things the right way and, and all of that stuff, uh, you know, I, I, just, I just really appreciated that a team that the Lakers saw a couple of years ago in the bubble in the Western Conference Finals stuck to it, uh, went through their adversity, and came out on the other end uh, champions, you know. And, you know, it, it's hard not to kind of, com- you know, compare and, and do a little bit of complaining, right, watching KCP get basically the game-deciding steal. Um, this is somebody who... You know, the Lakers made that Russell Westbrook trade, got back the worst player in that trade, um, sent away KCP, who goes out and helps Denver win a championship. And we we saw what, what Kuz has become as he's taking steps forward in his career and draft compensation in that trade that the Lakers sent out. So, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, you look at Denver, and I think they had a very clear identity uh, or, or a very clear idea, idea of what it was going to take roster-wise to, to, to get to this point, and they stuck to it. And, you know, I think the Lakers have since 
you know, kind of come to a better realization of how to put players around LeBron and AD. Um, but unfortunately, it cost them big as they kind of drunkenly stumbled through uh, different ideologies to eventually land here, right? Uh, and, and unfortunately, like you would think that you win a championship, you stick to that ideology or you stick to that identity. The Lakers didn't, and it cost them. Whereas like the Nuggets uh, didn't, and despite having just potentially absolutely brutal, or not just potentially, absolutely brutal injuries, right? Jamal Murray missed an entire year. Jamal, uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. had uh, a back surgery that you just never really know how you're going to recover from. And they, they stayed the course, and... Uh, their their reward for that is not just this championship, but they're pretty damn well positioned moving forward. I don't think quite as well as people are, are talking about um, as they're saying that this feels like the beginning of the Warriors dynasty. I wouldn't go quite that far. Uh, I just think that the that the CBA basically is is ending any talk of dynasties. But but still, you know the the Nuggets. And these guys, um, you know, it sucks that the Lakers lost them. It obviously sucks that they that they uh, got swept by them. But, like, and I guess I should also mention that the Nuggets, at any point, you know, there were several moments over the course of the last few years where I would ask Adam and I would ask Matt, who both cover the Nuggets for Locked On Nuggets, uh, I would ask them, like, hey, is Malone safe? Like, is this guy really going to be around for, for forever? And, um, they just said, yeah, no, they're committed to him, I guess. And, and, um, again, you know, he goes out and he wins this championship. And, uh, you compare that to the guy that the Lakers won their championship with and Frank Vogel, where they barely give him like a year long extension, which signals that they don't really believe in the guy that again, helped win them a championship gives him a roster that is completely antithetical to the way that he prefers to coach. And it was just an entire mess. So, uh, yeah, I, again, it's not, this isn't me saying that like the nuggets do things the right way. It's just that, you know, the way that they have kind of stayed the course and stuck with the identity that they believed and built up to the identity that they, that they believed in, uh, with Jokic as the centerpiece of that identity and somebody who just kind of sits back and lets people do their jobs, um, yeah, I, I, that's that's more the type of process that I personally would would head down if I were running an organization. And you know, it's it's reaped benefits. But hey, look, the Lakers also their process has also reaped benefits as they now have the same number of championships over the last few years as those Nuggets. Um, and, and just like the Nuggets are pretty well positioned for a shot at really competing for, for some big things next season. So let's talk about those big things. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So first and foremost, if the Lakers are going to compete with the Nuggets next year, they are going to have to get bigger. Um, you look at Denver's starting group. Jamal Murray is big for his position. KCP is a, a longer two. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is like 6'9", so he's a long, small forward as well. Um, and he's athletic, by the way, too, so that's going to make him even longer in practice. Aaron Gordon is this big, bruising four. And then you have Nikola Jokic, who is probably the most physically imposing uh, big in, in the league. And, and that's really saying something, seeing as like we've seen Giannis and we've seen uh, Embiid. And, and even, you know, AD, when, when he's playing properly, right, we can see what he can do physically. But Jokic was just so overpowering uh, this these playoffs where anybody who was giving up any size to him just didn't really stand a chance. So, yeah, however the Lakers choose to get bigger, whether that is uh, seeing Austin as their point guard and bringing in a longer two, whether that is uh, seeing... Austin as a shooting guard and bringing in kind of a bigger, more physical point guard to be able to better deal with Jamal Murray. Um, if you want to look at, you know, the possibilities of bringing in a center who can better, you know, match up must, you know, uh, physically with, with AD, whatever the, whichever direction the Lakers choose to take here. And it's probably going to be some combination of all of those directions. They are going to have to get bigger. Poor Miami looked like a JV team out there against Denver. When the Lakers were going out there with their three-guard lineups, it felt like volleyball there as well. So, you know, you could try to zag, and you could try to outskill them and stuff like that, but uh, really, when, when a team is as big and as skilled as the Nuggets are with their identity being built around Jokic, zagging against that is really difficult, and... You know, we used to see it with the Lakers where a team would, you know, really spam pick and rolls to put Shaq in tough spots because he couldn't quite move his feet to keep up with quicker point guards. And that would do some damage here and there. Damon Stoudemire just like lives in my nightmares forever as an example there. But uh, and then you look at like the 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 Kings, right? They really tried to spread out those those three peat Lakers and and try to to you know zag that way but eventually Shaq just fouled everybody out you know like basketball when you're that big and you're that skilled is really a pretty simple game it's pretty it's a pretty simple sport and the Lakers when when they had that were just so physically imposing remember back then the Lakers you know they had John Sally at at, at different points they had uh Robert Ory who like yeah was a stretch four but was also pretty big um, Horace Grant, AC Green, right? They were just, and, and then you look at like Rick Fox was like this bruising small forward. Kobe was the most physically imposing shooting guard in the league back then. Derek Fisher was a bigger point guard because that was the type of player that Phil Jackson preferred. Um, just historically speaking, unless you are so insanely good at shooting as those Warriors were, 
like that size really does matter. And uh, yeah, I, I I think if the Lakers kind of look at Denver as the bar, right, that they now have to pursue in order to get to the championship and then, you know, obviously try to win one, they need to get bigger in, in some way, shape or form. That probably means saying goodbye to Dennis Schroeder, probably said means saying goodbye, if not to Dennis Schroeder, but to Lonnie Walker. Um, it, you know, likely means saying goodbye to Malik Beasley, maybe to D'Angelo Russell. Like, all of those guards cannot come back next year, in my opinion, because the temptation would be there for Darvin Ham to play some combination combination of, like, three of those guys. And that makes you really small. And if you're really small in a series against Denver, you are going to get your ass kicked. It's just they are too physically imposing, not just with Jokic, but everywhere. And that is uh, a lot to try to deal with. And the Lakers, like, they'll never be good enough at shooting to overcome that, right? The only time that the, the Nuggets looked mortal was in a game where Miami shot, like, historically great from three. The Lakers aren't going to be able to sustainably do that. So... If the Lakers are going to try to zag and outskill the Nuggets, they're likely going to get outmathed anyway because KCP is probably about as good a shooter as the Lakers are going to employ next year. Same goes for MPJ. Same goes for Jamal Murray. And even Jokic in these playoffs shot like 45, 47% from deep. And if you're if the other team is bigger and hitting more threes than you, pff, it's it's just over. So uh, for me, it, it all starts with with size and, uh, you know, accepting the identity of being big and bruising and and going toe to toe physically against an you know, extremely imposing Denver team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little bit of good news, though, if you're the Lakers and basically the rest of the league, is I think Bruce Brown uh, performed so well in these playoffs that he's going to be pretty difficult for them to retain, unless he is kind of so bought into the to you know the culture there that he takes a discount to stay in Denver, which you know could happen, would suck uh, because discounts are pretty you know damn near impossible to overcome when they're taking place on great teams, right? That's part of why the Lakers have had a bit of a market inefficiency is that players historically have taken less to play with the Lakers because that gives them earning potential elsewhere if, if the Lakers are really good while they're there. Uh, and and But still, like, Bruce Brown was on a taxpayer mid-level uh, exception this year. He was the guy that I was, you know, headed into the summer really hoping for. The Lakers decided to go with Lonnie Walker, um, and, and, you know, I don't think it's, uh, so insane to say that like, if, if the Lakers had had Bruce Brown and Denver didn't, that makes that series, uh, pretty interesting there, but still like whatever, he is a nugget, he is a nuggets champion. And he now has a big off season for him where like, he hasn't had very much earning potential over the course of his career to this point. Um, he is, you know, he does kind of pride himself 
on being kind of a, a simple guy with simple desires. So maybe, you know, he will take less or whatever because he doesn't need as much in his mind. Uh, but if not, then I, I, I think he's probably like, you know, he's, he'll be a, a unrestricted free agent this year. The Nuggets don't have his bird rights. Um, and, and I could see him getting anywhere up to like 12 to 15 mil, uh, in, in, you know, in this, in this kind of a market, um, every time he got onto the court and these playoffs, the, the nuggets looked better, especially because MPJ couldn't throw a P and throw a P in the ocean over the course of this last, uh, final series. So, you know, a, a player who contributes to a championship, um, is willing to accept his role, like some team out there uh, that has some cap space and has some, uh, in you know the the other thing too is even if even like so like the Spurs or the Rockets right they don't they probably aren't winning a championship next year so they don't really care about championship pedigree though the Spurs like do tend to care a lot about the culture aspect of this but if you're one of those teams and even if you don't have championship intentions. You sign that guy to a 15-ish mil, two-year, maybe three-year contract, right? And some team at the deadline decides that he, just like he was this year, could be the difference between winning and not winning a championship in some way, shape, or form. And you sign a guy for that amount. All he costs is cap space. And then you've created a first-round pick for yourself there in the middle of this rebuild. Like that would be just good asset management there. So uh, I do think there will be a market for him. It's something that I'm really going to be looking into um, over the course of this offseason because like not obviously I would love if the Lakers could somehow get the guy. They won't be able to. But uh, if if Denver loses him, uh, that means that MPJ has to be special basically a lot more often than he was in these playoffs. And it it you know, kind of shortens up their margin for error and, uh, they might be able to replace him somewhat. Uh, but, but he's such a big part of their identity and he was such a big part of their big moments in these playoffs that if he is not there in Denver next year, they are like tangibly worse. And you know, they, what they, they just traded a future first and maybe a future second, I believe, uh, to get a pick in this year's draft to hopefully bring in some some uh, you know cheaper help in case they lose Bruce Brown. They also have a guy, Peyton Watson, that everybody there in Denver is really kind of ranting and raving about. Um, maybe Christian Brown uh, takes a step forward to, to help replace some of what Bruce Brown takes with him if and when he leaves. So maybe Denver can kind of replace some of that but if not, that lowers that bar just a little bit, and that makes the Lakers' job that much easier in, in their pursuit of overcoming them in, in, in this next season. And, you know, the Lakers, it's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they position themselves this year, right? Because uh, on one hand, you were just in the Western Conference Finals, and LeBron is really doing everything he can to push the Lakers to, to push a few more chips all in. Um, the proof of concept is there, right? We saw the immediate turnaround right after they traded uh, Russell Westbrook and right after they traded Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn. 
You saw, you know, decent role players come in and immediately turn around a season that was going nowhere and and turn it into a Western Conference Finals appearance, um, as fruitless as that appearance might have been. They aren't that far away. And do I think that the Lakers over the course of an 82-game season can be as good as Denver? No, I I don't think AD and LeBron are going to play enough to, to, to do that. But in a series, can they, A, show more for themselves than they did in last year's Western Conference Finals? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and can they beat them? Like, can are there moves that can be made that I would that that could elevate the Lakers above the Nuggets next year? I think that's 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 a fair thing to hope for. It would be, I you know, it, it, they they will not be favored heading into next season. I don't think unless some kind of miracle happens. But I I think they'll have a puncher's chance if they remain healthy and if they have a decent offseason and. You know, like Jen, poor Jen, after uh, the game last night goes, uh, you know, hey, congrats on on the season and congrats on the little bit of a break that you probably have right now. Right. And I'm like, uh, not much of a break. Right. We have draft profiles to do. We have uh, player reviews to do. I, you know, still going to be producing uh, content just about every day unless there's absolutely nothing to talk about, but that doesn't usually take place until August. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) buckle in, you know, strap in, whatever, buckle up, strap in, however you want to do it. Uh, this is going to be a hell of an off season. And with that, that is going to do it here for my coverage of the 2022, 2023 NBA season. It was clearly a weird one at times a tough one and you know hopefully things are 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 going to be looking up here heading into the 23-24 season um but I do want to thank you guys again as I do every year from the bottom of my heart for sticking with us the way that you guys have uh you know it is um there's a lot of competition for your guys's attention there's some great podcasts out there right with my old one LFR Lakers Nation uh, national stuff, you know, you you name it. There is a whole bunch of, of, of content out there. And the fact that any of you tune in on a regular basis to this thing in a way that allows me to at least try to make a living off of it, um, I, I cannot possibly thank you guys enough for it. Also want to thank, um, you know, the guests over the course of the year who... I send a message to, hey, you got time this week to come on. They say, yep, give me a time, give me a day. Cool, let's work it out. Can't wait to talk to you. Uh, for some reason, people keep signing up to come on this show and talk to my dumbass, and, I, I, and I'll always be appreciative of that. Um, to the regulars, right? Uh, Aaron Harrison, uh, Raj for the work he did in the, pl- in, in the playoffs. Um you know, you guys are, are incredible. When I got laid off, um, I, you know, I reached out and said, Hey, I'm going to need a little bit of help here. Pete also, uh, you know, same thing reached out. Hey, I'm going to need a little bit of help here. All of them just stepped right up and said, yeah, what do you need? And I was like, Hey, I, you know, I, I got to see what the money is going to look like from, from this thing. I got to see what the download, don't, don't worry about it. Let's figure that out. Let's just keep working together. Let's let's keep this thing rolling. So 
uh, to you guys. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to tear up just thinking about it. Uh, I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. And then this is where I will have to, you know, take a deep breath, but you know, this, this, uh, industry is so fucking brutal. Um, just today or yesterday, by the time you guys are listening to this, we had layoffs again, you know, the, the times laid off people, the athletic, uh, laid off people and to everybody affected, you know, my heart goes out to you having, having been there clearly. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember asking Jen, Hey, just trust me on this, please just trust me. Um, back when I was at lockdown Lakers and the paychecks weren't quite where they needed to be. Just trust me, babe. I promise we're right around the corner. And, and, you know, it was like the last month that she was going to give me finally got some meaningful money. And, and, you know, we haven't really had to look back, uh, a ton since then, but this year was the first time that I would say we did have to take a look back and, uh, aside from the pandemic, which was tough on everybody, but, but this year you get laid off. And again, I had to, you know, tell Jen, just trust me. Um, you know, I'll find something else here. I'll piecemeal this thing as much as I have to. Um, and you know, for the time being until we get to the off season where, where more of these platforms are, are looking to hire and stuff. I, babe, I trust you. We got this, you know, we'll make it work. And it is such a blessing to have the support of such an incredible woman, an incredible person. And, uh, babe, there's zero chance whatsoever you're listening. But, but if you are, uh, or if anybody is who, who knows her, uh, I love you from the bottom of my heart. And, uh, I cannot wait to see what we're able to do with this thing so I can continue to provide for you in the way that you deserve, uh, to be provided for shit. You're going to provide for me too. So (laughs) let's do this together. So anyway, I'm rambling at this point. But I love you guys. You guys, the listeners, are are what I hop on this computer for every day. And I cannot wait to continue to make some stuff that hopefully uh, keeps you tuned in. So until then, and until the next time I talk to you guys again, I'm Anthony Irwin. So you have a good one.